Amen. Genesis chapter 12. <laughs> My goodness. I want to read, I want to deal with verse, verse 11 through 16. But I want to start off in verse 10. Let's start there together. Amen. Now there was a famine in the land. So Abram went down to Egypt. Remember I dealt with that? To sojourn there. For the famine was severe in the land. And it came about when he came near to Egypt. We're going to get into some controversy today. That he said to Sarai, his wife, See now, I know that you are a PYT. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Bible says and translated in Hebrew, a fair woman. She was 62 years old right now. Amen. Look at that. Amen. She was fine as wine. My goodness. Not 2020. I'm talking about top shelf. Look at that. And when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. And they will kill me. But they will let you live. Verse 13 is a turn. But please lie, I mean, please say that you are my sister. Now, that was a half-truth because Sarah was his half-sister, by the way. So that it may go well with me because of you and that I may live on the account of you. And it came about when Abram came into Egypt. The Egyptians saw the woman was beautiful, and Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken, the woman was kidnapped, the woman was abducted, amen, into Pharaoh's house. Therefore, he treated Abram well for her sake and gave him sheep and oxen, and donkeys, and male and female servants, and female donkeys, and camels. I want to talk about this morning when your faith fails. Amen. Trust in God when it doesn't make sense, but when your faith fails. Amen. Amen. I read an article in the New York Post this week, and the title of the article was, Why Are So Many Bankers Committing Suicide? A depressed Wall Street executive jumps to his death. Three bankers in New York, London, and Siena, Italy, died within 17 months of each other. Amen. A 47-year-old financial company executive was killed on Wednesday when he jumped from a, this is Wednesday, a luxurious apartment building in Upper West Side of New York. Authority says that he was depressed. He was on medication. Kevin 
bell jumped from the ninth floor kitchen window. Amen. Falling to his death on a scaffold. One of the tenants in the department, in the apartment, was shocked. She said, Oh, it happened again. Because two weeks prior to that, on the other side of the building, someone else jumped out of the building and took their lives. The question I have as I looked at this is whose faith, amen, who are they placing their faith in? When you put your faith in a failing financial system, when you put your faith in people who's, who are flawed, and when you place your faith, amen, only on things tangible and not things eternal, there's a possibility that your faith will fail. We find here in our scripture, and I've told you as we are journeying with Abram, Abram answered the call in chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 1, God told him to leave his country, leave his family, and leave those around him. Leave the familiar for the unfamiliar and sojourn to a land which I will show you. The Bible declares that Abram obeyed God and he got to the place where he began, he did, remember he was pagan, he did not know anything about God, but he recognized the voice of God. Yeah. I want to tell somebody here this morning, amen, you got to be in tune with the voice of God. Yeah. Abram leaves, amen, he leaves Ur, he leaves Haran, and he leaves Ur, went to Haran, he leaves Haran, and he journeys to the promised land. God made good on his promise, but turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God was not through with him yet. You see, just because you arrive to the place where God wants you doesn't mean that that's it. <laughs> Do I have anybody? Just because God blesses you doesn't mean that God is, God is through transforming you. I wish I had somebody. See, a lot of us put our faith in the financial system that will fail us in the end. We put our faith in things, amen, that will fail us in the end. But let me say this to you. When you put your faith in God, yeah. do I have anybody this morning? When you place your faith in Jesus, I want to tell you something. You will be tested, uh, but I want to tell you something. You will be triumphant. Yeah. And so we find Abram is in the land of promise. He's finally got to the place where he has settled down. The question I have to you today is, what happens when you had all your faith in your portfolio and you find out it was a fraud? Do I have anybody? What happens when you have faith in your spouse and they fail you? Do I have anybody? The question is, how do you come back? from a failing faith. And some of us are right there today. We're, we're on the fence. We're, 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 we can go either way. If the wind blows us just a little bit more, we'll find ourselves, amen, trusting in ourselves rather than trusting God. 
The question is, what do you do when your faith fails? Here we find Abram, he's, he's between, and this is, I love this, he's between Ai, the house of ruin, remember me saying that? And, and Bethel, the house of blessings. And then you have in front of you, right in front of you, in your view, Egypt. Now let me tell you a little bit about Egypt for a minute. Egypt, in spite of all of the famines, I did some research today, this week. In spite of all the famines that you had in the land, you find that Egypt was never really ever affected, amen, by the famine. We find that the Nile River ran through. Come on, somebody. I got some Bible readers who know the Bible story, right? Amen. Listen, the Nile River ran through Egypt. And Egypt was a very prosperous place. Egypt was a land, amen, that was very prosperous. And in the midst of a famine, here Abram lies with a decision to make. The Bible says, amen, verse 9 of chapter 12, it says, Now Abram journeyed on, continuing towards the Nagab, that's the wilderness. Now look at verse 10, it says, Now there was a famine in the land. Now, I already, I already dealt with this, the la this is the land of promise. Now, what do you do when God tells you to do something? You do it, but then you start experiencing heartache, pain, and suffering in the place where you thought, where God described for you to be a place of blessings. Now, now the, the natural person Amen. All of us would have done what Abram had done. But because we are, because we can read the Bible and know the end results, it should cause us, whenever we face difficulties in obedience, I wish I had somebody. When you obey God, if it gets difficult after you obey him, don't you give in. Because the same God that brought you to it will be the same God to bring you what? Through it. Now, Abram should have. My goodness. He should have stayed at the Nagab. But the Bible declares that the famine in the land was great. And the Bible says, so Abram, Abram, now watch this. Question I have is, why didn't Abram talk to God? See, oftentimes when things get difficult, saints, what do we do? We don't consult God. We take matters into what? Our own hands. And therefore, we find ourselves in a worse situation than we were in the, listen, the, what, the worst that was going to happen is that everybody going to die. But can I give you a revelation? 
that's going to bless you. You ready for Revelation Day? Watch this. God made the promise to Abram. Right? God made good on his promise by bringing him into the land. God's promise was you're going to be a great nation. Listen, all of your descendants will be blessed, right? So therefore, that should have been good enough for Abram to say that if God says it, watch this, if God caused them to die in the famine, God's promise dies with them. Come on, somebody. God was going to take care of them in spite of. I'm trying to help you with something. God's going to take care of you in spite of. It may not look, come on, somebody, pretty right now. It may not look the way you want it to look. But remember, whenever God makes a promise, he's going to keep his promise. And as a matter of fact, even now, God is still keeping that promise because eventually in the book of Revelation, 144,000 Jews will accept Christ. Are you with me? So that promise is still alive. And you've got to remember this. Whenever God promises something, he'll keep his promise, saints. There are, hallelujah, 7,230, to be exact, promises that God has made, watch this, to the believer. Do I have anybody? And let me tell you something. Those promises that God has made will come to pass. Here's a promise for you. I've been young, <laughs> but I've never seen the forsaken of their seed begging bread. Amen, 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 a amen. Greater is he that is in you than he. Uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. So Abram, who didn't have the Bible, but Abram had the voice of God. Abram that worshiped at Moray, remember that? He worshiped there in Canaan. He spoke to God. He built altars. But now when the going gets tough, the question I have for you is when it gets hard in your life, what you going to do? See, and this is what happens to most people in the midst of their test. Do I have anybody? Abram, Abram now. The famine is severe in the land, the Bible says. And look what it says. It says, and it came about, hallelujah, they had, already, they had already made up in their mind, amen. Let, let me say this to you. Sometimes it's hard to convince people, amen, when their mind is already made up. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to be open for change. You got to be open for change. Listen, you got to be open to change your mind when you make a bad mistake. When you made a bad when you make a bad mistake, you got to be able to own it. Come on somebody and say, "God, okay, in spite of the decision I made, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn back and guess what? We're going back to the Negev. 
But that's not what Abram did. Abram knew something about the Egyptians. He knew something about them because watch the text. Watch the flow of the text. Verse 11, it says, and it came about when he came near to Egypt. He's getting there. Now, my question is, why didn't you tell Sarah this before you got there? <laughs> but listen, listen, here's the thing. Obviously, he knew something about the Egyptians. He heard something about them. News travel bad, fast, and especially what? Bad news. And when you heard something about these Egyptians, watch this. The text says, watch what the text says. It says that, that as they came near to Egypt, he said to Sarah, his wife, See, now I know that you're a beautiful woman. Hmm. Now, you know, I, I can't help that the Lord gave me a beautiful wife. You understand what I'm saying? You know, thank God for that. Amen. Bless God, you know. And that could be a problem sometimes. You know, when you're younger, it could be a problem. When you're older, it don't become a problem no more. But, you know, when, you, you, when, you, when you're young and you're full of life, you know what I mean? Like, why are you looking at my woman? You know what I mean? You, you know, you get kind of like that because, you know. <laughs> amen. But the Bible says, amen, amen, that he who finds a wife finds a what? I'm going to show you something here. I told you, I only got three points. I'm going to show you something that's really powerful in this passage. That when your faith fails, there are three things that you got to look out for. You ready? Watch this. Now, listen, everybody's PYT is their PYT, right? Gotcha. Watch this. Watch what he said. Your PY, PYT may not look like mine. That's why I got my own. Amen. But Abram is thinking ahead. You know, we could say that he was a progressive thinker. He, he watch this, he had vision. <laughs> but watch what, watch what happens. Watch this, watch this, watch this. This is interesting to me. And he said, look what he says, and when the Egyptians see you, girl, Lord, now, now remember, remember this. She's 65 years old, and she still look good. Amen. I don't know what they were eating back then. Revlon, Maybelline couldn't do nothing for them. Sarah was fine. Amen. She was just that. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, she stood out because, remember, he already, he got a whole bunch of other people with him. Y'all walking with me? Watch this. There were some other women there. This is kind of stuff I'll be thinking about when I read the Bible. Like, wasn't there some other women there? I'm sure he had some concubines. You understand what I'm saying? But there was no concubine like his wife. No woman there that looked as good as his wife. Right? Now watch this. Abe says this. And, and, and when the Egyptians see you, girl, they will say, this is his wife. It's got to be his wife. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. My, this is the kind of stuff I'd be asking, like, Abe, you were really thinking this thing through, right? Here's the thing. It's too late to turn back because they had, listen, from where they were to Egypt, you're looking like 700 miles. 
They're in the middle now. <laughs> and he says, oh, baby, let me, let me just tell you something. See, here's the thing. Sometimes we make bad decisions and we bring people along with us. And then when we get close to getting in the fire, then we want to explain to them, oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot to leave out this little clause right here. Here's this little clause. Uh, when we get to Egypt, <laughs> girl, they may kidnap your tail. <laughs> All right? So, but here's the thing now. I want you to be cool. <laughs> I want you to be cool. I don't know what my plan is just yet. Isn't that like some men? That's what we do sometimes. We just, uh, we think we know what we're doing, right? Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. Amen. And we say, yeah, baby, we got this. Yeah. Heading into a collision. <laughs> Messed off the money. Come on, somebody. Watch the text. Watch the text. Text is beautiful. Watch this. It says, I know that you are, that you are a beautiful woman, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. And they will what? But they will what? Let you live. So, so now, Abe is trying to tell Eve. See, some, you know, some women fall for everything. Amen? <laughs> some. It's far fetched, baby. You know what? I'll be back. I'm finna go get some milk. I'll be back. <laughs> he ain't been back yet. <laughs> Why? Baby, let me get the what, what's the pin to the uh to the ATM again? <laughs> Amen. You, you know, stuff like that. I'm telling you, there's some there's some women who really fall for the okie doke, right? Now watch this. Now, now watch this now. I'm getting to my point. I'm getting my point here. Watch this. Watch the text. The text says, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, and they will what? Kill me, but they will let you live. Verse 13, please say that you're my sister so that it will go well with me because of you, that I may live on your account. Now, Abe has already thought this thing through. Because he's thinking, baby, now here's the thing now. You just tell him you're my sister now. Now, now what is he doing? Hmm? He's lying. He's conspiring a lie. I'm going somewhere with this. He's conspiring a plot. Watch this now. Watch this now. A plot, a lie. Here's the man of faith who God called in verse 1, who God brought into the promised land and says to him, hey, I'm going to give you this. But here he is in a weak moment. Look at verse 14 before I give you my point. Verse 14 says, and it came about when Abram came, hallelujah to his name, holy name, when he came into Egypt, but before I go there, the first thing I want to give you is this. When your faith fails, the first thing we do, you ready? You seek only to save yourself. That's my first point today. I've seen this happen to some of the greatest people, Christian people. That when their faith failed, they were thinking about nobody else but themselves. And oftentimes, saints, 
If you don't have faith, you'll sell out your wife, you'll sell out your children, you'll sell out your church, you'll start talking about your church, you start lying on the pastor, you'll start saying this place ain't this and that. I want to tell you something, when your faith fails, the only thing that you and I will think about is us and how to save our own skin. Abram did not understand. I don't believe he understood it. You see, true heroism is to hold fast your integrity. Am I right about it? And resist all temptation to save ourselves at the cost, watch this, of truth. And so rather than holding on to God's promise, Abe, you're going to be great. Saints, I want to tell you something. If nobody's ever told you this, you are going to be great. But in the middle of where you are right now between Ai and Bethel and Egypt, you got to hold on and don't cave in no matter what's going on. And oftentimes, that's the thing that happens to us. The believer's motto, his motto should have been Jehovah Jireh. That, Lord, I know it looks rough right now. Lord, I know there's a famine in my life right now. Lord, I can't see how to pay these bills. I'm not going to do anything just to sell my soul or to save myself. This man, this, 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 now listen, a lot of scholars see this a lot of different ways, but I'm just trying to bring it very practical to you and I so we can understand that even the strongest people of faith, watch this, their faith fails them at times. I already told you don't panic. I already told you don't look, don't, just because it looks bad. I already told you all these things. But this is the part I've been trying to get to. The fact that all he was thinking about is what? Number one. And saints, I want to tell you something. If you feel nothing for nobody else, and when you're panicking, if, listen, if you don't care about your testimony, you should. Because in the midst of a famine, what we do is we panic, and guess what we do? We start leaving a trail behind us. Amen. We don't pay bills that we're supposed to pay. Come on, somebody. We take loans that we're not supposed to take. Come on, somebody. We do things that we're not supposed to do. Why? Because we're panicking. Hey, why didn't you stay there? God said that you're going to be great. Saints, if God says that you're going to be great, then why are you running? You know why? Abe looked at Egypt as an answer. I told you last week, don't turn to the world for your help. There's consequences for that. And Abraham, amen, turned to the world. Look what it says in verse 14. It says, and it came about when they came to eat into Egypt. Amen. The Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. Pharaoh's officials said to her, said, saw her, and what? Praised her to who? To Pharaoh. You know what Pharaoh's uh, uh, officials were interested in? Listen, 
They were only interested in gratifying the king's carnal needs rather than his spiritual needs. So when they saw him, saw her, they went to Pharaoh and said, hey, Pharaoh, watch this. Here he is. Man, there's a, man, you should see this girl, man. Oh, my gosh, man. You, I promise you ain't never seen. Now, now, some commentators said the women in Egypt were so ugly, you could tell when a new woman came into town. <laughs> and most Egyptians did not want to mess with their own women. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. That's what research would do for you. It said them women were so ugly that Sarah just stood out. Now watch this. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> watch this. And, and they praised her. And, and notice what the text says. And the woman was what? Taken. Do you know what that word means? She was abducted. She was, now, now watch this. Yeah, Abram gave the, now watch what the lie got him. See, they thought the lie was going to go another way. Like, okay, she's my sister, cool, let her be. No. She's my, he didn't think the lie through. When you're only thinking about saving yourself, you don't think about the details of your lie. You'll always miss a piece. Come on, somebody. So the next thing I see in the text, they took, they took her, watch this, and they praised, they took her into Pharaoh's house. Now watch this. She's taken to a part of the, ca of, the, of the castle, right? Watch this. Watch this. Where she's being prepared. Now watch this. To be presented to Pharaoh as his wife. She had to go through the purification process. Now, I've done my research on this. Watch this. It had, there are three schools of thought here. Some scholars says, say, number one, now this is going to mess you up. Some scholars said she was in Egypt or they were in Egypt for three months. Some say two years. Some say ten years. That's pretty deep, ain't it? Can you imagine? Abram's wife has been abduct abducted, taken to the castle, to the palace. Right? Watch this. She's there for possibly three months, possibly two years. Possibly what? Ten years? See, when you go back to the world, they're going to make it very convenient for you to stay. But here's the next thing I want to tell you when your faith fails. You ready for this? Number two, you sacrifice your spiritual standards. In other words, you start lying, cussing, no integrity, 
You don't, you don't, you, you have no type of integrity, no type of godliness in you because you've compromised your standards, your spiritual standards, that is. So you'll fall for anything because you've accepted everything. How could you allow a man, another man, one, one writer said he pimped his wife out. No, he didn't. I'm going to show you why. <laughs> Listen. Write this down. He compromised for com comfortability. And he had to live with a lie. Can I ask you a question? How long you been living that lie? How long have you been living with that lie? And maybe that lie is possibly what has gotten you or brought you to where you are and you're in a mess right now. You can't keep living a lie and keep saying it's the truth. Three months, two years, or ten years. I never got the conclusion on that, but it tells me that Abram was not just there. You know, with the way the Bible, the way it's written, it's written like, oh, they were there and then they left. But between, next week I'll show you, between God intervening and them staying, it's a long period of time. Now, you know what I saw here? I see a repeated cycle of Abram. That Abram likes to settle down in places where God doesn't want him. And I'm telling somebody here today, you got to hold on because when your faith is failing you, watch this, you will sacrifice your spiritual standards. Listen, you will, you will not be a man in your home. Come on, somebody. You won't say, baby, we got to pray. Amen. We can't be going through this stuff. We can't give up on God. You got it. When you go to work, you're going to compromise your standards. Listen, in life, what standards are you living by? But Abram, Abram, what happened? All for some rice and beans? The, the, the famine was severe after all. But see, the reason he compromised, saints, because he was worried about his basic needs. Somebody here this morning, I wanted to give you a passage of Scripture. Matthew 6.33. You hold on to that. If you're worried about your basic needs, food, clothing, shelter, and love, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and what, what, what will happen? And, and all these things shall be added unto you. Verse 16. This is the part that really got me. This is the part that really, really blew my mind. Look at verse 16, somebody. Sarah is abducted. You get it? She's in the she's in the palace. Call it the castle, the palace. She's being purified. You know what they were doing? They were bathing her and they were putting these incense around her and smoking her out. And you find know I'm saying? I mean, you know, they were getting her dressed together. This is all Egyptian ways. But I don't think it took. Three months, two years, or ten years. 
So here he is, he's away from his wife, but watch how homeboy's living. Homeboy living good. Watch the text. The Bible says, therefore, he treated him what? Well, I wish y'all wouldn't, boy. Let me say, he treated him well for her sake and gave him what? Sheep, huh? oxen, donkeys, male and female servants, and that will be his demise. And watch this, and female donkeys, and what? Camp. Listen, Abram's possessions were in increase, but watch this, but he loses that which to him was more precious than wealth. The woman, the wife that God has given him. The wife who would bring the promised child. Because remember, if this promised child is jeopardized, guess what will happen? No Jesus. I don't think you hear me. So here's my last point. You ready for this? This is going to bless you. You ready? When your faith fails, the last thing is you find security and safety in the secular. You find safety, I'm sorry, security and safety. Abram knew the price, and guess what? He was willing to pay it. He found safety in the secular because he could, because he could see tangibly the things that he needed. So rather than stay in this famine and trust God by faith, he wanted to see tangibly some things in front of him. And therefore, he went into Egypt. I wish I had somebody. Watch this. And his basic needs was met, but he failed in his faith. Listen, he was building success on a lie. And like the banker on Wednesday that jumped out the window, he built his portfolio on a lie. The question today is, is your faith failing? And are you finding safety and security only in the secular? Saints, I want to tell you, failure doesn't mean you're a failure. It may look like you're failing, but watch this. Failure doesn't mean you're a failure. It does mean you haven't succeeded yet. <laughs> failure doesn't mean you haven't accomplished nothing. It does mean you haven't learned something. Failure doesn't mean you've been a fool. It does mean you had a lot of faith. Failure doesn't mean you've been disgraced. It means that you're willing to try. Failure does not mean you don't have it. It does mean that you have to do something a different way. Come on, somebody. Failure doesn't mean you are inferior. It means that you're not perfect. Failure does not mean you've wasted your life. It does mean you have reason to start, a, to start fresh over. Amen. Failure does not mean you should give up. It does mean you should try harder. Failure does not mean you'll never make it. It means it'll take a little longer. 
Failure does not mean that God has abandoned you. It means that God has a better idea. And so as I close today, I want to encourage you today that if your faith is failing today, number one, don't seek to save yourself. Number two, don't sacrifice your spiritual standard by lying, conniving. He got deeper in the hole. He put the life of his wife, the woman that he says he loves, he put on blast. He, he, he gave her up to another man. And for three months, two years, or ten years, the question mark is right there. She's not with him. But lastly, you know what some commentators say? They said Abe was now becoming a very wealthy man in Egypt. And not only was he becoming wealthy, but watch this. He started teaching and educating the people there in science, astrology, and all these other things. Abe, what you doing, Abe? How can you live for 10 years with you, in your mind knowing your wife is abducted somewhere? You never really thought about her, did you? Because all you thought about was saving your skin. Now, you said that you moved there so you can save your whole family. But you sacrificed one. And next week, I'm going to show you what happens. Amen. How God steps in when your faith fails. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. What a great message today, amen. Today, I want to say, I told you, I wasn't going to be long. But I want to say this to you today. Some of us are right there. And truth be told, our faith is failing.